this morning. Bible breakfast. We don't even got a theme song yet, but I oh, hope we'll get snap. it soon. Tristan said he might make it Ooh. for us, or he said he would, but he doesn't know when. But Ian's arguing with me about the verbiage that we. What, what's use. the verbiage I, you have so far? I just I okay so so Bailey he. Bailey, give yours. Right. Let's hear yours first, bro. I want it to be very welcoming, right? So it's like <laughs> it's an acoustic guitar, kind of like Jack Johnson, banana pancakes, you banana know? Banana pancakes. You know, it's Rainbow like, Kitten Surprise. It's literally, and this came to me on an Antioch camping trip, so it's probably divine, you know? Gotta love those Christian Come on over and get you some breakfast. That's it. Uh, Bang. Okay, compare See, that to Ian. I I think, <laughs> and this is not, my idea is not what I actually want, but it's like mm. a sample of what I think it could be. And it doesn't, I just don't All right, like. let's get a sample. I feel like a there sample. should be a so, rhyme. So tell us the sample. So yeah. the sample, I, it's, I think I shared it. Let's go. I don't know. Let's share it again. Let's profess this Bible breakfast. That sounds good like, too. I man. like that a lot more because I, like, I know it's like, I don't know. I feel like it, it's got more to it. I don't know. So it's here, it's here's it's what like we'll speaking do. Speaking prophecy or what? Here's what we'll do. We'll we'll, we'll talk to Tristan, right? And we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll make a full like two minute, three minute length. Zach's totally the moderator right now. And then <laughs> yeah, I really am. Dude. And and we'll take we'll take the full song right, and then we will like edit parts out, like as in like the opening for. Whatever we feel is like that should be the opening. It'll be like this ten second clip from the from the full song, and then we could put the full song on you know iTunes and Spotify, and yeah, SoundCloud. And people can download it. So we should actually make a song. Yeah, Bible Breakfast Dude, album soundtrack. Just make a rap, bro. Dude, all right. So today EP. we wanted to talk about <laughs> seeking and finding, mm-hmm. and that it's like been promised to us by like the grace of God yeah. through what Jesus has done to give us the Holy Spirit so that we may seek it, seek him, and then that we will always find what we seek for, which is like crazy cool, right? That we're told that, that we get to like, we get to find 100% of the time what we're seeking for if it's of God. Yeah. And like, what? Like, what? <laughs> like that's, that's, there's no other thing in life there's no other thing in life that has a hundred percent guarantee money back you know <laughs> than seeking jesus yeah that's good i'm i'm finding up the uh the verse it's matthew 7 7 we're gonna read that whole thing actually matthew Sweet. 7 well, not the whole chapter but the relevant part if you have your Bible and you're listening along with us, go pull ahead. pull that guy open. Because so one thing we have been trying to really do with this podcast because it's new, it's brand new. You guys, I think this is the fourth episode. You guys are new to the the Bible Breakfast family, but what we're really trying to do is dedicate this to God and really speak the tr- word of God through mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So like we're trying to be vessels of the word of God instead of trying to preach our own gospel, yep. we're trying to preach the gospel. Mm, and, uh, you know, we, we just want to speak truth into y'all's lives every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we, we don't want it to be uh, off of, the, you know, what we think is right, but we want to act like the church of biblical days. We want to 
have the common things that were common for them to be common in our lives. And that's part of that is being radical for Jesus, waking up in the morning and starting with God because like nothing else matters if we aren't connected to God. Like we're not going to be capable of anything. You know, our strength is found in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Our strength is found through what Jesus did on the cross. And now we are able to go into dark places and literally just drop a bomb, man. (laughs) (laughs) Like God walks before us before we go places, like literally walks before us, walks into that place. Says, "Hmm, let me make sure that all the corners are, you know, duct taped up because you know I don't yeah know. yeah sure. <laughs> ian you know what you should do you should share the uh the pants story from this oh, morning so before you do yes, that, though, I love that we're gonna read matthew, matthew 7 and before we read matthew 7 i'm gonna pray for us yes oh do yeah dude i was thinking that literally like <laughs> as i was like oh man we didn't pray. okay it's go for okay. it we'll pray yes lord i thank you father god that you speak to each one of us and to the listeners through your word and that you are like desiring to speak to us truth and love and peace and grace over our lives, God. I pray just a prayer of thankfulness that your word is true, your word is loving, and that is filling to the spirit. I pray that each one of us, including the listeners, may get a a revelation of what you desire to speak over Mm. us, God, that we may know your will and we may be able to discern what it is that you have in store for us. We love you, Lord. We praise your name. Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. This comes from Matthew 7. It's verses 7 through 10. And it says, ESV, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock Mm. and it will be opened to you. Mm. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asked him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. Mm-hmm. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to mm-hmm. those who ask him? It's crazy cool. Crazy. Because right? one of the things I think Chris was like kind of talking about last night and that really resided with me, without him even saying this specifically, but I think relating like God, <laughs> Zach always <laughs> winks at the camera, just hoping it's on him. Uh, <laughs> you know, we should make that like a "Where's Waldo hunt?" Where, where's where Zach's the, wink? Where's Zach's, Zach's wink in the recording? I like that. I like that. Um, I think there was one scene in a podcast like a few weeks ago where Zach, you're literally just staring at the camera, <laughs> <laughs> like you're just staring straight at. Him. <laughs> I think I did that intentionally too. No, we I know, it was up. so funny. I was, I was like. <laughs> I can't hold it, man. Okay, okay. What oh, were you saying? I have no idea. What was I saying? Oh, uh, you're talking about Chris. Something. Oh, yeah. With you? So yeah. I think if we relate our relationship with God mm-hmm. with what we do in our actual like earthly relationships on an honoring way, we can come closer to understanding how His mind works. Like the whole thing He explained. You know, I've never asked my kids for a scribbled picture but whenever i receive it it's not like you know it's not a a picasso or anything crazy but i still like it means so much to me and i think we want as people we're trying to perfect our art and you know 
try to present something good. God doesn't need that, Mm -hmm. but he loves it just because it comes from us. And if we can think about it in terms of like a father to their actual kids, like the, this, there's a reason we are made in God's image and the reason our relationships with our actual father or with our earthly father is similar to how we should, or maybe, you know, vice versa, how we should treat our relationship with our, it just makes it easier to think about, yeah. Um, there's not one other example as well, but <laughs> oh. oh, my story. Is oh, I don't know. Oh wait, Dude, you can go to your Dude, story. Please. Oh yeah, well, please okay, share your story. It's so no. good. No, but hey, d- before we jump forward, I was thinking as you were sharing because we talked about pride a little bit before we came into the podcast, and like the the concept of uh, anything we do in this life is like kind of like a scribbled drawing for God, but He is also mm. our Father, and so He's really proud of us. And something I've learned, like, if you have an emptiness in your life, like, you're going to try and fill it with something. And so, like, when you're dealing with pride, when you're, when you're pride, you're proud of yourself. Um, and usually that's because you haven't let yourself realize that, like, when you've accepted Jesus into your heart and, and you serve God, he's, like, really proud of you. Mm-hmm. And if you let God be proud of you, you don't have to be proud of yourself. And you mm-hmm. can be free from that pride that covers you so that's kind of what i was thinking is as there you were a, talking about it yeah so we, we're talking about maybe doing this in another podcast but i think this is a good opportunity is there a time to be proud through jesus through the spirit is there a time to be proud and i know we're not experts on this subject but it's i okay see Sec- the bible is expert the bible is let's let, let's let uh, zach paul that. paul's got, got some cool paul's got some good stuff on this i th- i can't remember if it's romans or second corinthians but i'm pretty sure it's second corinthians it's second right. corinthians it is second you you know you already know the verse i, I have it on my wall oh do you? <laughs> I do. is this, is it a 12 second corinthians 12? uh yes yeah, yeah it is all right yeah. all right all right <laughs> i love this man streetlights bible by the way this is how i like memorized this like part of this is because like of Streetlights Bible. If you've never heard of it, it's basically my mic keeps falling down. But basically, it's this uh, like selection of biblical chapters that people take to like a a, a beat, and they just mm. it's like spoken word kind of poetry kind of thing. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It, basically, I've like I found it uh, a few months ago, and I was like, this is how to read. Mm-hmm. This is how to read like the Bible while you're like driving in a car basically like this is mm. the perfect way to do it but anyway um this is a uh, context paul's speaking to the corinthians about um boasting and visions and the experiences that paul has had as a uh, as an apostle of jesus can you guys hear me okay mm-hmm. yeah okay you can fix that by the way if you just we're good. The joint. All right. So this is Paul speaking. He goes, I must go on boasting. Though there is nothing to be gained by it, I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who, and by the way, most scholars believe that this man in Christ he's speaking about is himself. I know a man in Christ huh. who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. Hmm. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise. Whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God Only knows. God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast. But on my own behalf, I will not boast, except of my own weaknesses. Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool, for I would be speaking the truth. 
but I refrain from it so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears mm. from me. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three different times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is all you need, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Mm. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm. Dude, I feel like I've heard that verse specifically. It's like, my power is perfecting the weakness. And, and I always like heard it and was like, I don't get that. You know, like I, I couldn't fully understand it. And even still, I struggle like, what does that exactly look like, you know? Yeah. And what, what was this thorn he talks about? But hearing, like, honestly, I haven't really studied, like, the context of that. And yeah. so, like, reading, hearing the whole passage was, like, really cool. Because I'm like, oh, there's a lot mm. more to this than just, like. Yeah. So can you break that down? I, will, yeah, I would love to break that down for you. I love this chapter. This Okay, yeah. so basically what, what. I was actually listening to this, like, two days ago. Yeah? Yeah, because I listen to the audiobook Bible. Sometimes. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Mm. Audiobooks are so good, especially for Bible. But, <laughs> uh, by the way, Bible, number one bestseller in the history of existence. Hey. Sweet. All right, 2 Corinthians 12 <laughs> is basically what Paul's talking about is that he has all of these different experiences that he can be proud of. He's like, mm. look at me. I'm so proud. Who I am is like this great apostle. I'm a super apostle. I've proven to you guys through all of my experiences. He goes on later in the chapter to talk about these. He's like, I have certainly done signs and miracles in your presence. You guys know that I'm an apostle, that I am someone who is like a prophet of the word of God. And I speak directly from the mouth of God and the Holy Spirit's upon me. You guys know these things. Mm. And I could be proud of these things, but I shouldn't. And I, in fact, will, this is Paul speaking, I, in fact, will not be proud of, like, my past experiences. Why? Because if I give glory to myself, I'm not giving glory to the Spirit. I'm actually, when I'm focused on myself, like, that's not when God's able to move yeah. in, my, in my life. He's not able, basically, I'm disqualifying myself as a tool mm-hmm. for, for which that God can use his, his purposes, yeah. like, to benefit other people or to benefit the community, like, the church. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So... Basically, Paul has concluded that the Lord's solution to this, to keep him from becoming proud, was to give him what he calls his thorn. Now, we don't really know. He doesn't really go into detail about this thorn. If I'm I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong. Someone fact check this, but I'm pretty sure this is like one of the only times, if the only time he ever mentions his thorn. I think it's the only time. I think it's the only time. But, I mean, the way that I interpret this is that I, and I, again, Please interpret this for your, like, go into the word yourself and, and dive into this your own and, and think about this. Because I'm, yeah. I'm no, I'm no, I haven't been to seminary and I don't know, I'm not a biblical scholar. But <laughs> my surface reading of this is that there were some, there was some sin or some, some, some struggle, something that he, that Paul could not overcome. And he tried so hard to get rid of it, but no matter what he could no matter what no matter what he tried like god was like no actually this is what's like keeping you in check and yeah. like because of your faithfulness because i know your character paul because of your faithfulness to me i know that the sin is not going to lead you astray it's actually going to 
make you more reliant on me. That's and that's good. what I'm looking for. I'm looking for you to be reliant on me always. And if and if putting this thorn in your life is what's necessary, then that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Compare that to Jesus. Jesus was fully reliant on God always. Every single moment of his life, he didn't yeah. necessarily need a thorn. Now, did he get a crown of thorns? Oh, yes, he did. Oh, yeah. But he didn't need a thorn of oh, sin good. to keep him reliant on God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I guess what I'm tr- I guess the point that I'm trying to make, if uh, there's a point at all, is that like um, boasting, the whole point of like boasting isn't like for us to be boasting about ourselves or to be proud for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's about giving the glory to God. Yeah. And it always will be. There will never, there never really should be a point where we're like exalting ourselves. Yeah. Because our life goal isn't to exalt ourselves, it's to praise God. That's one of the beautiful things about like being on this earth. You'd be like, okay, what's the meaning of life? Well, there's a lot of different answers for that depending on who you ask. But I would say one of the great things about being a believer and like following Jesus is that you get to spend your whole life praising God yeah. whole life isn't that awesome yeah one thing Chris said yesterday was the the kind of point and the, like, this all is the same thing mm-hmm. you know uh, is to get to know God yeah. like the point of life is to get to know God mm-hmm. and partner with him spend time to get to know him to partner with him to destroy darkness yeah which is cool because we get to partner with the creator of universe to actually destroy darkness. Mm-hmm. Like that's awesome. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, it's cool. And and that kind of hits on what we were talking about earlier with the yeah. seek and you will find mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, we, we talk about like, okay, well, how do I like praise God? How do I exalt him? Well, you, it's hard to praise something you don't know. It's hard. It's hard to really, really talk about someone that you don't know. That's why it's yeah. so great about seeking and finding God. You know what I'm saying, Ian? You look like you want to add something. Oh no, yeah, I do. I really do. Okay, the, I just have a question for you, Zach. So, like, going back to the thorn, so that yep. we, because I, I think of our listeners while we're doing this, and like where they might be at in life. Like when you say thorn, um, what would you say to a listener or or someone who's they want to follow Jesus, they love Jesus, mm-hmm. but they're struggling with like an addiction or something? Yeah. Should they just accept that as like a thorn, or yeah. should that be like, no, God wants to remove this? Like how how do you go about yeah. knowing this is a thorn, or or how do you deal with it if you have it? Yeah, great, yeah. great question. Yeah, okay. So let's say something clear. God does not have the intention of you walking in sin. He doesn't want, he doesn't, straight up, he just doesn't right. want you walking in sin at all. And, uh, he, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just laughed into the mic. He, God, <laughs> literally God has no, because cause, cause ultimately what we're talking about is God wants us to be completely separate from sin so he can be completely united with us. Sin is what's causing this gap between us and God. That's the whole point of the gospel is to reunite heaven and earth, to, re, to reunite us with God so that we can be unified together. Um, so if there is like a sin struggle that we do have, God absolutely desires that that gets out. Yeah. Absolutely gets out. Yeah. Um, so like if there is an addiction, say that, it, say that addictions, you know, something like pornography, mm-hmm. maybe it's, um, an addiction to, ah, man, there's millions of addictions. Marijuana. It could be anything. Um, 
I mean, cheeseburgers. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, if, if, if you if you have some <laughs> sin struggle, like God absolutely wants to get that yeah. in your life because you're gonna you're gonna like be like closer to Him. But that doesn't change the fact that when you are reliant on God through your sin and through your through your struggles, your sin struggles, mm. um, that that creates a pathway for Him to use you as a tool. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, I want to add to that because this okay. is something Ian and I talked about, yeah. like yesterday, which was. If we did not go through darkness, if we did not have something that Jesus actually overcame and like destroyed from our life that we went through, how are we going to connect with people in darkness? I, I can't remember what I think it was actually Paul that talks about I will become like that person to like as far as personality and go to where they are just in, for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of sharing Jesus, I will relate to that person. Yeah. And like if if we never walked in sin and God didn't have a opportunity to show himself and become our savior because we needed one, then there is no way for us to actually like relate to people. One of the things, one of the guys I've been listening to a lot lately is Todd White. Yeah, credible pastor in Dallas. He was a drug addict for 30 years. He shares that testimony and you would you would not you could not even imagine how much power that testimony has over almost everybody he talks to because mm-hmm. they then see how he is now right so they see that he's a powerful man and god hey i love jesus like he he literally talks about he gets on a plane and he can't keep his mouth shut about jesus he's like i just i just can't Mm -hmm. i just have to tell people about jesus and he he sits down there's this businessman that sits down next to him that he's like well i just don't believe what you believe that's what he said he's like oh that's okay he's like but you have something wrong with your heart like, but he actually had an ailment for his heart. He gets these like words of of healing or whatever. Mm-hmm. By the end, he lets him pray for him. He's like, "Dude, your your story is incredible. You're a incredible, dude." And I think to bring it down, he's like, "Yeah, I was a drug addict for thirty years. This this addicted to all of these things, and now I'm here." It brings people. To, it's like, wow, I'm not like it. It brings people to a related place and from that place where you can connect in a related place which we all have like a dark place that we came from whether that's like you know a one-time struggle or a a, 10 years of a struggle when you bring people down to that place and you say hey man i was there i know what you're going through and through that you're sharing the love of jesus and how he actually affected you like people are it says this in the bible people are waiting for you to realize your purpose (laughs) so that they can follow jesus they are waiting for you to realize that your purpose is to partner with god to cast out darkness so that they will have the ability or the opportunity to follow jesus and be bold like you and that is crazy to think about and it's kind of like it's it put instills a sense of urgency right because our life 
is just that's is no longer just ours. Our life is now a part of the body of Christianity, a mm-hmm. part of the great commission that yeah. wow, like dang, maybe I, because of my experiences, because of what Jesus took me through to become like him, right, to to receive the Holy Spirit and then dedicate my life as a vessel to God, because of that, there's certain people that only I can reach, that God has intended along my path, that if I follow my path, then this person will be saved, this person will meet Jesus, this person will, you know, come in contact with the Holy Spirit, like, and that instills this sense of urgency that, guys, we are on this earth one time. There's no redo button. And I'm just so passionate about the fact that you have the Holy Spirit, which is a piece of God, which means you have the power to go speak truth into people's lives. You know, we, you wake up in the morning, you start with the Bible breakfast, right? You start with the Bible. You start with the word of truth, and that gives you, it literally talks about the, the word of God being a weapon, you know, the word of God being an asset to us to go out. And so paired with the spirit, you know, paired with the interpreter, which is the Holy Spirit, then we have everything we need to go save someone's life, like their physical life and their eternal life. And we're called to do that. That's the point of our life. So the point of our lives, right, are to seek God, to get to know him, to partner with him, to destroy darkness. And through that, how we get to know him is doing what we're doing right now, getting to know each other, getting to know the word of God, getting to know what truth is, and then going out and actually fulfilling that. And so I just want to empower everybody listening that you, if, if you've received the Holy Spirit, you have the power of God within you, mm-hmm. and you're capable of literally saving someone's life that you run into. And there's particular people that God has intended for you to touch. So, yeah. it's, good. it's good. I like that. Also, uh, question for you. Yeah. How do we go about saving somebody? Is it our own strength? No, it's the the it's the spirit within us mm-hmm. that gives us the ability to. So, like, one thing I've noticed is if I'm like confronted with a a situation mm-hmm. that God has like placed me in to speak into someone's life, and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to say to this person. <laughs> like, for example, there was this um, international student the other day that I, I knew was not a Christian. I was like, how do I relate to someone that didn't even grow up in our culture? How do I tell them about Jesus? And there was no way I was going to be able to, like, I was like, I was like, literally, as I'm talking to her, praying in my head, like, God, there's no way I'm going to come up with a way and be clever enough to, to convince her that you're real. So God, please just give me a way. And <laughs> well it's funny she's like you could be a guru and i was like i was just explaining to her i was like no like <laughs> like everything that's coming out of my mouth right now is god speaking through me yeah and she was like whoa 
people like and when you can speak with boldness this truth that we know if you know it's true right if mm-hmm. we read the book book of truth and we truly believe it and we have the spirit there to interpret and we know it's true when you speak that truth with boldness because you know it's true people know it's true and when they hear you say those words, they get affected by it. The word of God it cuts, pierces pierces space and time. It cuts and makes divisions between soul and spirit and bone and marrow. That's mm-hmm. how deep it cuts. Whoa. Yeah. You're telling me that this the the this this book right here is so sharp in its in its thoughts and in its in its word that it can cut my bone like straight and to divide it between its marrow and and the bone part yes mm. that's how sharp this sword is yeah oh my goodness and it's double-edged what do we what, when we talk about like i'm sorry i'm getting on my high horse now no, you're <laughs> people say like fire it up it's like how like how do i find god how do i seek god in those moments it's mm. like because i i want to help people and by help people, they have mm. some like general understanding of like, okay, well, I desire to like see good enter other people's lives. Mm. What does that even mean? Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you. It's when people get encountered by, by the presence of the spirit of God and it brings a permanent change that brings life everlasting. That's helping people. Okay. Mm. From that place, how do you do that? Seeking God. How do you seek God? This sharp sword right here, you let it pierce your heart. Yep. You let it cut your heart so that you, so that it can, it can, it's like a surgeon's scalpel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That you can use it. Oh, honestly, you're letting the spirit use it, but you're like allowing, you're submitting to that. And you're yeah. saying, I'm going to let like the great physician cut out all of the junk that's in my heart and replace it, fixate mm-hmm. my heart so that it's, it's like completely devoted to him. When, when it's completely devoted to like, the spirit of truth when that happens you are fully ready mm. to like be um a tool used for mm. for his good works because the spirit is not going to take over your body unwillingly mm-hmm. like you have to be yeah. willing it's a partnership if if anything it's a it's yes. a total total partnership he god really loves uh tim Mackey. Uh, one of the lead lead uh, guys on the Bible Project. He uh, really loves saying uh, he likes to call it delegated authority, where he likes to. I mean, if God wanted to, he could sh- he could rule everything, like personally, like just one on one, like influencing every single thing. He could do that. Yeah. Um, he has the power, but he like honestly, that's just not in his character. He actually prefers to like partner with people to like rule mm. everything. Like, I mean, the whole point of like the, the, um, like commission, I guess you could call it that, or the mission statement of like humans in Genesis, uh, one and two is like to be rulers of the earth with God, to like be partners with him and like ruling with his authority and to use his authority, um, to like reign on the earth. Like that's the whole like point of that. So it's like, it's not like, um, it's not like we are like uh, not alone, separated from God, kind of like pointing to him, but 
also coming from our own strength. That's not it at all. We are not coming from our own strength to point to God. Mm-hmm. We're actually using God's strength to point to him. And mm-hmm. when we point to him and we help others like see him in our lives and in their lives as well, they like also become pointers to him. But again, not out of your own strength. Now, how does that it's happen? It's like accessing the cloud. Exactly. Exactly. But also it's not like, you know, I'm going to seek God like in my own strength. No, you actually like, like you, you say yes to God, mm. you submit to him, submit. And by submit to him, I mean like you like allow yourself to be cut in the heart yeah. with the giant surgeon's scalpel. That is the word of truth. Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? I, yeah. I see it more as like a, like a passing on what Christ has already given us. So it's like, I didn't create this thing that I'm giving to you. I didn't mm. create this gospel i I have no real power other than to be like hey this changed my life you can change yours like that's really and there and there's more to it of like you know i understand there's people that have like words of knowledge and it's like god's giving me this word for you and blah blah but like at the same time that you didn't make that you didn't create that and i guarantee you if you did make that up and you gave that to him it's gonna fall short and it's not gonna actually do anything they might have that one time like oh my gosh this means so much to me but like if it wasn't from god it's not going to sustain and you'll yeah. watch it die yeah over whether a week a month a year like if you're not surrendered to god and letting him really use you and recognizing that this isn't me this is him then and you really are speaking out of yourself i, I guarantee you just watch the fruit and watch how those things just start to confuse the person rather than speak life into them that's going to break them down so i do i do think it is all Jesus. It's all in his power and authority. But at the same time, he has like children and he's delegated responsibilities to his children. And so like we can recognize that when we do that well, like he's proud of us. Yeah. He is. He loves his kids and he wants them to do well. And if we've believed in Jesus, we've been adopted into um, Christ and sonship with the Father. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that's my like soapbox, I guess, yeah. on that topic. <laughs> good, good soapbox. So seeking God, when we knock, okay, when Matthew 7 talks about knocking on this proverbial door mm-hmm. and it's open for you, proverbial, for, proverbially, okay. <laughs> proverbial. what, what, what does that mean? What, what is, what is Jesus alluding to? Like, what is that even yeah, talking I about? I guess some people are like, I, I knock really hard a yeah. lot. Like, I'm yelling out in my mind to jesus but like he never answers me what do you what would you say to someone that says that he never you know answers me yeah. what, would, what, what, do you, what do you guys think ian what do you think dude um honestly like this is something that recently has come up in my life that i've been trying to figure out like i feel like some days i'm just like nailing it like Man, sometimes mm. I feel like I'm just like body slamming the wall next to the door, missing it completely. Mm. <laughs> like, that's the picture I get of myself. Sometimes I'm like, I'm God, I'm trying to find you. Where are you? You know, and mm. it's like, honestly, like, I feel like the mornings is where he wants to speak the most to me. And I think a lot of people, mm. whether we realize it or not. And so, like, if I don't get up in the morning and spend time with him, even if I'm knocking at like 3 p.m., I'm probably yeah. going to miss a lot of what God had for me. And I, I say this just from experience and that like I get way more out of morning times. I, I don't know exactly what that door is. I, I couldn't tell Seek you. Seek first the kingdom. Yeah. It's as simple as that. I think I got to answer 
for my own question. Please share it. It's back to I think Ian shared this last podcast, uh, or he just shared it to me in private. But it's like the analogy of the girl that's stranded at sea and on like a life raft, and she keeps praying to God, "Great God, save me!" Like, and God says, "Okay, I'll save you." And then, like, a cruise ship comes by. He's like, hey, do you need help? Like, oh, this like, no, no, no. God's going to save me. And, and like, drives by. Then, like, a, you know, a military ship comes by and says, hey, do you need help? She's like, no, don't worry. God's going to save me. And keeps looking past because she wants God to, like, pick her up from the sky or something. But she gets to heaven after she dies on in, in a... In, in in the ocean she gets to heaven and got, got she's like god why didn't you save me she's like he's like i sent a cruise ship but i sent so two like eight yeah. different like ways to save you and i think one of the things we have a hard time believing because people have hurt us in our lives that are associated with the church right yeah that or what we thought was the church is that we don't feel like we're worthy of the good things happening. And so we put a blinder on and we're filtering out anything possibly good. We're filtering out all the blessings, which we, we defined what blessing is, right, last night, which is it is a, is a, a gift, right? A, a blessing is a gift that someone wants to give you. And we have blessings falling apart of life like right you you read that verse how much more does our heavenly father want to bless us yeah and literally that means to give gifts to us exactly and so i think the the problem is we don't want to accept the blessings that are right in front of us Mm -hmm. and we're so caught up on the banging of pans. One thing Ian said that's been just like standing out to me is like Satan never cared to get close to you. But he'll stay far away just trying to make as much noise as possible. But Jesus, God, your creator, is right there in your ear whispering. So look for the whispers and understand that there's doors open in front of you because God wants to bless you. Regardless if you're following him or not, God wants to bless you, mm-hmm. right? You are a created being from him. So there is always a way out. His hand's right there. And so for someone that doesn't think that God's listening, there's literally scripture that says, seek and you'll find. So if you pray to him, he will hear that prayer. Yeah. And all you have to do is be aware. Like, open your eyes to what's in front of you. I think many times we try to pry open a door that's closed because we think we can determine what's best for ourselves. And so, like, I would just, I don't know. What, what Do you have any comment on that? I Actually, yeah. You, uh, just as you were talking, I was mm-hmm. thinking, I was like, okay, we're talking about this idea of, like, seeking and finding, knocking and it's opened, mm-hmm. right? extending our hands to receive from God. Like practically, what is that? What does that look like? Mm. What is it? What does it mean to seek? Like en- enough about having the heart position because we want the heart right. position. And now that we have it, how do we do it? Mm. You know, so uh, I, one thing that I always struggled mm. with was that like um, in my early walk with Jesus, and I'm still 
is yeah. still early in my walk, which is <laughs> preface that. We youngins. We are young <laughs> folk. Oh, snap. But uh, when I first became a believer, I was like, I want to walk with God, but I have no idea how. Mm. Like, what, is it, what does that mean to mm. like seek Jesus? A- apart from the the having the heart to like have a desire for Jesus and to know him, what does it mean to seek Jesus actually? So mm. like what what things could I actually do that would mean that I like seek God? And we went and, and Chris gave a really great sermon last night mm. that was um I think really touched on this. Okay. He said the first thing what to do was just crack open the word of God. Yeah. And to and to read it. If if you like don't um say you're like having like you're seeking God but like every day you're not reading the word of God uh it's it's actually fairly I would say fairly difficult to actually discern like what God is like what his yeah. character is like what he wants for you what he desires for you what his plans are for you all these different things uh it's a lot harder to do that just going off of like this like community like speaking to God directly. So if you don't kind of have a definition for God, how are you going to like recognize his voice? So he may be talking to you, but it's like among the noise, where is it? Exactly. Exactly. And that's, and that's the whole point that like the whole uh, crux of that is that you can discern his voice if you know his character. Um, And how do you know his character? Reading the word of God. Mm. Mm. Actually, it's great is uh, um, you can, it, doesn't take much reading of the word of God to really know his character. Um, you can read maybe, I don't know, chapter a day of any book, anyone. You don't even have to worry, read a whole chapter, just a little bit. But the, the idea is, is like if you're spending time in the, in the word of God, like you will get to know his character better. There's a great story. I think I mentioned it in, in one of the last podcasts about Jephthah, one of the judges. Mm. And uh, he talked, he, Jephthah was one of the judges of Israel before they had kings. And he um, like basically didn't know the character of God. And so he did some really like uh, nasty things um, because he thought that God was like telling him to do that. Mm. Um, yeah. When in fact he never, God never told him to do that, and that was because he didn't know the character of God. Mm. So, like, if I want to do something because God like is ordaining it in a sense, if 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 like God sees something as good, I would want to do that thing. But to know if God sees something as good, I should know his character, right? Yeah. What is what does he think is good? What is he like? What what are things that make him proud or happy or pleased? And what are some things that upset him what are some things that he dislikes what are those things you know Mm. and we could talk for like the rest of the podcast about what those things are but the point is that we want to like know the character of god Mm. and the way to do that is to like read the word yeah i'd say tip practical tip number dos yeah number two is uh find someone that knows the character of god (laughs) (laughs) seriously and like listen to them and like just like meet with them and be around them and i guess that further goes into joining community Mm -hmm. so if you're around people that like know the character of god this is something francis chan was saying on a sermon last night he was like we're supposed to be 
like unlike any other body of people you know we're not supposed to be like individual hey look at my corner like individual bricks of a house like hey yeah. look at my corners like trust we're supposed to mold in together if you notice like if if there's a brick like sticking out of a house you can tell yeah you can it, see it and it's ugly <laughs> <laughs> you are an ugly brick <laughs> and so when out. we're merged together when we truly are like breaking like we're doing the, you know the, the, what is what are you trying to say what do we what's the verse we read before life group oh acts, acts 242 yeah so when we're truly living out acts 242 do you want right? to read it right now yeah let's let's, let's do it, it. Let's it just um, context for the people um so we're all affiliated with antioch community church here and uh if you guys didn't know we uh read before we have like any sort of like time in community I'm speaking to you guys as if you guys didn't know this stuff. We'll we'll read uh, this verse from Acts, which is a uh, just kind of like a brief, um, detailed explanation of like what the yeah. church was like back in, yeah. in their early days. This is Acts two forty two. So uh, it says, and they devoted themselves, being the early church, to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. Mm. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to, them, added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Dude, one thing I really want to touch on right there mm -hmm. is all things in common. Yeah. And... If we're getting practical with this episode, obviously, we even us three in here do not have all things in common, right? Like, Ian is twice as tall as me and you. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's like us combined. You're talking about differences between us. Yes. Okay. We have different personalities. We have different interests, you know, this and that. Yeah. But I think the all things in common thing is whenever we are focused on God and you, like connecting with the Holy Spirit is when we sit down to break bread with each other. We're breaking this bread, dedicating our lives to Jesus, and regardless of differences, we are common. And you could be a complete stranger, but right now in this moment, I don't care what our differences in theology is. I don't care anything. We can put that aside, talk about that later. Mm -hmm. But we are here to love each other. Yeah. And whenever we're fully loving each other, we're not thinking about, hey, dude, you got red hair, bro. Like That's whack. That's <laughs> whack, man. Like, <laughs> What's up with this? No, I'm just like, dude, you're Zach Beeman, man. Like, I want to get to know you because you got the Holy Spirit in you. You love God like me. And when we can come together from that, when we come together as a church, when we come together as a body of Christ that actually loves each other, right? Then we come together where there's no differences, when we have all things in common, mm -hmm. that is when the world changes. And I think that is what the church is coming back to because we look at, we look at the New Testament and are we the church of the New Testament? And it's starting to look more like that, but for a long time, we really a lot of people strayed from that. Different, yeah. But but I think that's what the all things in common. And then you yeah. go, like breaking bread with you know gladness. Yeah, like yeah that's I, a, 
I think too, like my interpretation of that verse for a while has been kind of like, like they lived in a culture or that it's the kingdom culture, it's the kingdom of God, and that, that culture was, like there's, uh, oh, what's his name? Is it? It's Sephira and uh, you know what I'm talking about. It's no, in I Acts. There's a, there's a part in Acts during the early church where they, they you know it says they they donated everything they had, they gave proceeds as anyone had need. There, there's a part, I think it's Ananias and Sapphira. I could be saying the name completely wrong. Um, but basically, it's a couple in the New Testament church who they go and sell their like land, and they don't give all of that what they earned from from that to the church, you know? And then they like God just takes them home. Like, they mm. die. Like, right there. Like, just drop dead. Because they've they've lied, like they ask like, "Hey, did you donate everything?" And they yeah. lie, and right there they just die. Yeah, and that like that talks about the intensity and the seriousness that God had for His church. In that, like I think all things is mm. all things in common is more than just like, our like I bet you like, and I, I'm thinking when I think back to it is like my my house is your house, my car is your car. If you need it, take it, kind of thing. Like we're like my family. I grew up in a family of eight kids, and so like my family, it was like. I mean, though we had some rights to like our own things, like this is mine, to honor that. Really, like if someone needed something, like and you had it, like you just you just gave it, like mm-hmm. that was just required of you because it, like, you're part of the family. So like God's kingdom is just one big family, and so everything in common I think goes beyond just who I am. It goes into our possessions. You know, they gave everything as anyone had need. Yeah. You know. And, and food, I bet you everyone, all the food, they were like, oh, you, you're hungry, you need food? I'll provide food. If if the world came together, and this won't happen until the new earth, but but yeah. when Jesus becomes the centerfold, he becomes the focus of life, like we can't, we, he, he frees us up to give freely to where like, okay, if I'm focused on me to make myself, to get myself food, like I, I have, I'm going to be kind of afraid and worried. But if I realize right. every other being alive is devoted to like providing <laughs> my sanctity, food, yeah, yeah, then then I can be free to focus on every other being rather than myself to get them food, yeah. and we can trust each other. But Jesus is that. I think I feel like that. I mean, he's the cornerstone. It talks about that. Mm-hmm. He is the cornerstone. He is what everything's founded on. If we don't have him, it's not going to work. Like this utopian society, it's just the kingdom of heaven, and it was meant. Through Jesus, but yeah, I think all things in common is it goes beyond just we can conversate because we're different. It's more like what's mine is yours kind of thing too, um, which I think is honestly really cool when done right. Um, but because of our own selfishness, it, it can yeah. sometimes be really hard. Or maybe yeah. even more, I am you. And I well, I, w- I would add to what you were saying, Ian, about the just complete surrender of like <laughs> worry, both yeah. like about uh things because they're being taken care of by god and by things because they're taken care of by the rest of the community Mm. through god using them as tools to take care of that that stuff um there's a dual dynamic there direct action by god and partnership with people but regardless the uh thing all things in common we had all things in common when everybody's surrendered like that then spiritually everybody is unified they have all things in common in particular that their spirits are aligned with God so that they can see that other people, the people around them are um, having their needs met. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is it right? Yes. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah. What was the original question that we were talking about? 
We're talking about community. Oh, we were talking about practical ways for yeah. uh, seeking God. And yeah. one was so getting doing that in community, basically. Uh, doing like, what we're doing right now. You know, actively pursuing a place where you can uh, desire God at the same time as other people. Yeah. And letting other people also being humble enough to like let other people like bring in (laughs) ideas of God. And if you're if you're a girl, find another girl that loves Jesus and go learn from her. If you're a dude, find a dude that loves God Mm -hmm. and go get coffee. (laughs) Mm. I love it. (laughs) I love that. Coffee is good. All right. One last one. And then I have to leave for class. But um, we're right on time, boys. Worship. Mm. Worship of the Lord. What is the longest book of the Bible? That's Psalm. It's Psalms. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 150 chapters. Longest chapter of the Bible. You guys know what it is? Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Wow. What's the middle chapter of the Bible? What, what do you mean? Like, if you, between, so Genesis 1 and Revelation 22, what's the, if you go and what's the chapter right in the middle of the Bible? Do you guys know what it is? Nope. Psalm 117. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So the centerpiece of the Bible is worship. The longest part of the Bible is worship. That's not and an the accident. most space is devoted to worship. Mm. That's good. Have we noticed this, y'all? <laughs> and, and it's it's like now, psalms yeah. were music too. Uh, yeah, like, exactly. Like these, yeah. Uh, some of these were played on the flute or the lute, I guess, before they had flutes. But mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, ob- obviously, like the point isn't to say that like oh, there's some sort of like Da Vinci Code style thing in the middle chapter of the Bible. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I am trying to say is that like. Um, symbolically what what god desires for us is that the centerfold of our life the main part of our life and the and the large fo- the largest focus that we have is towards worshiping god mm. can i get an amen, amen bro. <laughs> Dang. now now what is uh how do we do that right so thankfulness is one way so mm. like continuously speaking thankfulness to god god i'm thankful that you have done this i'm thankful that you have put this in my life i'm thankful that you have made me in this way lots of ways to be thankful mm. uh, towards God. When you're doing that, you're worshiping him. Um, you're like exalting him. You're, you're, you're like basically speaking that he is holy, that he is unique, that he is set apart. Why? Because he's the one who's done all these things. And so we're giving, we're expressing gratitude for him, for, for what he's done. The other way is to straight up praise God. Mm. Hallelujah. That word hallelujah literally means hallelujah. Hallelujah is praise, and Yah is short for Yahweh, God. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm. You ever thought about that? Mm-mm. Cool, huh? But That's like, cool. <laughs> and it's repeated. There's the last five uh, Psalms, the last five chapters of, of the Psalms, they all begin and end with Hallelujah, praise the Lord, or something like that. Mm. Um, and the and the main point of that, the reason I bring that up is because like this, the, the, <laughs> the pinnacle, the final act of what we should be doing in our lives is praising the Lord in every way that we can. Um, I feel like every time I worship and praise the Lord, it's like reestablishing what is reality. Mm-hmm. 
because you're getting into this presence of God. You're you're running and jumping and singing and yelling and and you you're there like you don't care about what's around you. It's like a reset button for what matters. And so Zach, I would, like how would you go about cuz I know when I first came to Antioch, I was like, who are these guys Weirdos. jumping around? <laughs> Look at their, their hands, hands in the air. The and I, I've, I, grew up, uh, I grew up in church, so I, I knew, like, you, people raised their hands and stuff like that. But, like, you know, that wasn't for me. Like, yeah, I wasn't. Same. But it's infectious. It is. And, and now. Go, and you go, why is it infectious? And now I, like. Because there's so much freedom in that. When you praise God truly and with your whole heart, man, that is irresistible. Oh, man. I'm just getting excited just thinking about it. The idea that like we can actually scream to God. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, same thing. When you, when you grow up in church, I know I did. I think Ian did as well. When we, oh, yeah. when we grow up in church and we see people that like, you know, you're in a room of churchgoers and you're in worship and people are singing. Yeah. And uh, you you got a couple you, know, you got one person in the front row who's got their hands raised or something like that, and everyone's you you see them and there's you're so critical you're like you're like man that guy's weird like what is he doing raising his hands like that's kind of awkward like people are like I know I was judgmental with oh, them when I was yeah hundred percent you know I was like this this guy's weird I remember one time one time I there's this girl who was in the back and she was dancing. Uh, at my old, like she's real weird. Yeah, before. Oh, dude, I I literally could not take my eyes off her. I was like, this girl is the weirdest person on the planet. <laughs> I was like, how? I was offended. Yeah. I was like, how dare she mm. dance? <laughs> it's so crazy how God rede- God redeems. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you thought this, and we grew up thinking these things in in different manners. But yeah. but we grew up thinking these things. Yeah. And now, but the we truth, go to a church. Oh my god! That literally the whole church. That like we've had several. Dude, I can I like for people that don't go to Antioch, I would highly suggest like finding a spirit filled church that like loves worship worships yeah because we like at several occasions the whole church jumping right yelling out screaming yelling the whole church on their knees confessing you know like repenting and as as if it was like a wave of of people mm-hmm. and, and, and an ocean of people in there like this is incredible things that we get to experience together and i can't believe that we get to experience that <laughs> me neither Can't you know it's, it. it's wild but like explain so so first there's there's thankfulness and then there's like actually like dancing or singing like creating something new for god through yeah. like by worshiping what are s- some other ways you can worship so so like just to go back to like yeah. what we're talking about with like the hands race i, I it kind of convicts me i think of the I don't know if it's in James, there's a passage that talks about, you know, like, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, blah, blah, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I think growing up for me, it was hard to, like, raise my hands because all the guys that I was around in church, like, really, honestly, like, and, and this, I don't know, no, not my church specifically, more like camps I'd go to. Like, I'd see these guys that 
like had a lot of messed up sin in their life and like then they would treat me poorly and they had all this pride yeah. and then we'd go into worship and they'd be the ones raising their hands and doing these things and i was like oh man they just want attention you see the hypocritical yeah and so yeah. for me i was like i don't want that and so i, I was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna raise my hands because no. i was like i don't want to be because i'm not one of these guys yeah. and so like or i didn't want to be one i ended yeah. up becoming one of those guys but god forgave me his grace sufficient and moving forward but so like I, it convicts me because it, it really perfect in the weakness. it speaks to me that that like worship is not it's not singing it, it's singing is part of worship but it's not singing worship is not dancing it's part of it it's a form of it but worship as a whole is your lifestyle it's how you live for God mm-hmm. and if we if we live like terrible and then we go and we just like oh Jesus thank you for like dude that that really hurts people like we talk about being hurt in the church like that's gonna hurt others really bad if my life like if i'm like talking here today on this podcast and i'm like man i love god he's great he's been so good to me and then i go like yell at a manager for like getting my order (laughs) wrong like what that's not grace filled that's not that's not worship you know and so and this is like again another soapbox for me because i've struggled with it and also like because i just I, i have been hurt that way and mm. i understand like it is yeah. painful and and i will say like if you have sinned or you do like get right with god yeah. and like you know seek forgiveness like don't let that stop you from like singing praise to mm-hmm. him but be really mindful of why you're worshiping who you're around um if, if you if you have hurt people like seriously sincerely like like you might have to apologize, you know, like, yeah. oh man, that sucks. That's a part of worship. Like apologizing yeah. to someone that you've hurt, like yeah. that's a part of like honoring God because he's oh, called God. you to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Giving him the glory in that sense. Yeah. And I think, and, and you're, and you're touching on something really great, which I'll, I'll, I'll even add as a sub kind of yeah. point or maybe in a whole point altogether. But like the final like way of like seeking God, I would say serving, being obedient to him. Mm. Yeah. If there is something in the word of God that you see that he is calling his followers to do, that his his believers should be do, acting in this way. Like, for example, giving grace to somebody who gets your order wrong at yeah. the local mm-hmm. fast food joint, whatever. Or, or like offering to pray for somebody if the Holy Spirit highlights them to you. Or seeing somebody in a cast and, you know, offering to pray, seeing if they need help with anything. Whatever it is like that, mm. um, when we're obedient to God, that really like gives honor to him yeah. mm. gives glory to him mm. why because what because exactly what you were saying about how there were guys who were like almost like a pharisee where they would be a certain way like in their heart to other people but like when it came to like worship or whatever they would be the kind of guys who would like raise their hands and stuff like this and that created like a distaste in your yeah, mouth for it, it for, made it feel like it was like oh this is just a show exactly to, like, and it's it, that happens yeah and people, and that is part of the reason why he doesn't want us to have foul language come out of our mouths yeah. or, or to treat people. I, th- I think it's more than just the cuss word too. You yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. hurtful things to say to people. Mm, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Well, so, something that to just kind of wrap this all together and yeah. kind of end off on yeah. is it, through that obedience, you know, practical way to worship God is by serving other people and blessing other people. So if we do like, you know, offer, you know, give grace to the, the, you know, 
the Whoever. the the worker yeah. the the waiter and and we pr- offer to pray for them we end up praying for them but then we don't give them a tip you know that's not what Jesus did you know Jesus gave gifts because he knew the impact of what a blessing did yeah. because it blesses them so if we you know a lot of the times i think the church is seen as stingy you know they come in and waiters say that like that's one of the worst times. We get the all, the, the the most complaints, you know, like on right orders, after church, basically. right after church. Most complaints on yeah. orders, worst tips, all these things. Imagine, and this this is I'm getting I'm I'm gonna give, you know, God the credit for this because he's working through this man. But but this is like what Todd White's philosophy was, which is he tips a hundred percent of the check every time. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. Does he really? Every time they go out to eat him and his family. I'm inspired. Right? <laughs> and he basically explains that when he does that, it breaks the mold of what people think a Christian is because they'll go, like, you know, we can try our hardest, but if we don't bless people, if we don't give gifts like like Jesus did and really care about people, yeah, then it's not going to be effective. And so, like, you can pray for your waiter. You can tell them about Jesus. They'll probably go in the back, make fun of you a little bit. Oh, we got one of these Jesus guys. But when they come back to the table after they've, you know, you've walked up and went into the went into the parking lot, and they see that for that eighty-seven dollar bill that they got an eighty-seven dollar tip, they're gonna run out to the parking lot after you, asking you why. Hey, I think I think you made a mistake here. Like. This is you already paid. It's like it's they're like, gonna think no, they, no, they're I gonna won't. think you paid twice. You but know? then they're gonna be seeking Jesus because you are embodying what Jesus was like. Yeah. yeah. And they're gonna be asking you and seeking themselves because when you give a gift, it gives an opportunity for a why. Like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Because and I that's, love Jesus. That just <laughs> opens the door for the floodgates of God to be poured out to them. That's exactly what. Man, Todd White being used as a tool for Christ. Man, just that simple submission of like, yes, I want to serve people and I want to do this for the kingdom. And then that creates the floodgates for people to just receive God's love and, and get transformed by and it. And you may think like, oh, how am I going to do that? I don't make a lot of money. Well, it's like. That's not the only way to serve. Well, well but also he, he talks about, he's like, I don't go out to eat unless I can do that. So I only go out to eat the amount of times I submitted so much to God that I only go out to eat when I can tip 100% of my bill. My family and I only go out to eat when we can tip 100% of our bill. And so like, we can all do that. It's like tithing. It's like if you don't tithe 10% of $1, you're not going to tithe 10% of $100,000. You know? I think we think, oh, once we get this amount of money, then we'll start doing good with it. Yeah, no. But it's like we have to tie the head of time and get into that routine and stuff like that. But guys, thanks for waking up this morning. Yeah. Heck yeah. I hope everybody got a good message from that. And, uh, you know, if anything didn't feel like the Holy Spirit to you, check your Bible. Yeah. And, like, double check us because we are we're we're, we're not We're not perfect. <laughs> yeah. We Obviously, we're striving for... The, the glory of God to like make yeah. our weaknesses like 
go away and experience his perfection but like yeah we are definitely like all, we're running we're running for god just as much as you guys are fact check so, us yeah please fact check us send us an email leave a comment yeah. <laughs> do, we, do we have an email i don't know we should get one <laughs> we do, we're gonna get an email and then email oh, us we have an email i think it's bible breakfast at gmail is it really I think so is there any underscore number or just i don't think so maybe bible no bible breakfast 777 yes i think that's our instagram Leave a comment on our Instagram yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, just leave a comment if down you have, below. If you yeah. have a question, contact us. Please. And we would love to like address that. Yeah. So, And we'd love to pray for you, too. If you yes. got any prayer requests, send them our way. Mm. We truly love you guys. We truly do love you guys. Each and every one of you guys. I know. I, I could speak for all three of us that like we desire to see God's kingdom like here on earth as it is in heaven. So... <laughs> Yeah. Bailey, Bailey gave me the, the go-ahead to wink at the camera. So. I like it. I love it. All right, any last words, y'all? Mm. I love you. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna oh, just going to go back. You. Preference, if you have ever, like, had a bad conversation, been rude, and then gone to worship, like, don't let shame cover you because yeah. of what I said. I'm, I'm passionate about it, but, like, you're still loved, and there's still so much grace in that area. So, like, don't let that stop you. Um, but if you do struggle with that, I want to encourage you to apologize to people or kind of check like where your life's at and ask God. But yeah, uh, yeah, I just feel like I need to preference that so that people didn't feel like ostracized or like I wasn't like being gracious because I, I really do. I want everyone to sincerely worship God. And if you're living fake in your life, your worship in church, your, your singing is not going to be what it's meant to be. So. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be tainted in a sense, like, but not tainted because you're yeah. worshiping wrong, but tainted because your soul's not, yeah, pointed to God. And, mm. and you'll you'll think you might think you're getting something out of it, or like, I don't know. I I think it could be a lot better. Yeah. It definitely could. You know, yeah. uh, this would take us into a whole another place, but like literally something that's like if you take something dirty and like something that's clean and you put them together. The, the dirty thing doesn't become clean, but the clean thing becomes dirty. Except when you're in the presence of God. Right. And so I just... I Is that what you were going to say? E- Dude, I read your mind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ian, would you like to pray us out? I'd love to, bro. I'll do it. Man. Dear God, thank you so much for this time with these brothers. God, I pray... Um, that, that anyone listening would receive what you have for them, not not what we have for them. If if we in any way tried to um, put something in that was from us and, and not from you, God, I pray that, that your heart would be revealed to them, that you love them, that you want grace for them, that you want um, pure worship for them because it's good for them because it's something that, that you long for and it's something that they need and you're so aware of their need, God, and, and you are a perfect Father and you do love us, and you do want the best for each of us, God. And I just declare that over every single listener and every single person that has, has been here, God, that they would um, receive exactly what they need, um, exactly what you have for them, God, and that they wouldn't, um, you know, hear something that they might not connect with and, and be hurt by it, but God, that they would seek you out um, if they have any questions or, or struggles. God, we thank you so much for this time. Uh, I pray you would uh, just bless us as we go about our days. Um, and that you would just make opportunities for us to worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.